And you're on right now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Coming to you from the shores of the Indian River in Florida's beautiful Treasure Coast. And bringing you the news behind the news. The story behind the story. We're streaming live on iHeartRadio and available as a podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at RightNowJimDawes. Contact the show. My email address is RightNowJimDawes at gmail.com. Or you can call and leave a voicemail on the vent line at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. So the utter, utter and complete collapse of the Democrat establishment continued yesterday uh, when we had the New Hampshire primary, and Joe Biden, the savior of the establishment Dems, came in fifth place. He failed to break out of single digits. And one of the uh, really despicable things he did is he packed up early in the morning and left town, headed to South Carolina, where he is uh, said to have his firewall with black voters in South Carolina. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. But he, he left all of his campaign workers hanging. He didn't, he didn't stick around to encourage them or help them get out the vote. He just basically conceded that all of their work uh, was for naught, uh, didn't bother thanking them or, or you know, uh, sticking around for the results so that he could explain the strategy heading forward. He just, uh, he just abandoned them, and uh, that probably had a lot to do with his failure to, to break out of single digits. He finished fifth place a senator for 30 years and a vice president of the United States, the last Democrat vice president, failed to break out of single digits. And what this illustrates quite clearly is that uh, this is no longer a mainstream party or at least uh, you know what we understood as a mainstream party. The Democrat Party has now been transformed into a, um, a far-left socialist party. And now... Uh, the Democrats are left with uh, hoping to bring in a a billionaire, a multi-multi-billionaire in the form of Mini Mike Bloomberg to try to save them. Of course, you know that Bernie Sanders won, and he won big. He, uh, well, I say he won big. Actually, Buttigieg was uh, nipping at his heels, and Amy Klobuchar had a uh, a, a breakout as well, finishing third place just behind Buttigieg. And then Senator Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas herself, uh, uh, came in fourth, followed by Joe Biden. This is uh, a a death blow to Elizabeth Warren, who comes from a neighboring state of Massachusetts. And uh, and Boston, Massachusetts, uh, broadcasts the news to New Hampshire. So these people know Elizabeth Warren, they know her well, and they don't have any, uh, any support for her. She, too, failed to break out of single digits. But as I've said, the real story now is that uh, the, the party's been transformed by Bernie. He is a radical left-wing uh, Marxist. He uh, is, you know, the, the new face of the Democrat Party. 
And uh, just to illustrate the point, um, the the speaker that warmed up his victory speech yesterday in Manchester, New Hampshire, was none other than uh, that little economic illiterate Marxist AOC herself. And as someone who has been told to go back, I'm going to tell you we're moving forward. I'm going to tell you. just say if bernie sanders does get the democrat nomination then who do you suppose would be uh his successor bernie sanders is approaching 80 years old he he may not make it to the campaign he he almost uh, certainly wouldn't make it through eight years who do you think would be the inheritor to the mantle the democrats mantle of marxism it would be aoc herself who's now approaching the age necessary to uh, to run for president of the united states and Bernie Sanders, in his victory speech, uh, had this to say. Four years ago when I was running and I came here to New Hampshire, we had a list of proposals and an agenda that spoke to the needs of the working families of this state and the country. And we brought forth that agenda, and the corporate establishment said, too radical. And the political establishment said, too radical. And the media establishment said, too radical. But you know what the people of New Hampshire said? They said it was a pretty good set of proposals. So what happened here in New Hampshire... The, uh, uh, the, the mainstream media itself, along with the Democrat establishment and, uh, and the business interests in this country, are scared out of their wits because Bernie Sanders is, is going to implement the same type of socialism that we've seen throughout history that inevitably and always results in 100% tax rates and nationalization of key industries. He's, he's already signaled that he's taken over one-fifth of the economy, the healthcare industry. He's going after the number one performing sector, the, 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 the showpiece of American economy, the energy sector. And so now the Democrats will all rally around the Stop Bernie movement. The problem is the guy that they uh, thought was going to be able to do that, Joe Biden, is uh, – <laughs> is a terrible candidate, and you would have known that if you'd paid attention to his two previous runs for president where he failed to break out of single digits. And the really interesting thing is, you know, now that the Democrats have a 
a communist versus a multi-billionaire business uh, oligarch. Neither one of these guys are Democrats. Bernie Sanders has never been a Democrat. He's never joined the party. He's hijacking the Democrat party much the same way that Donald Trump hijacked the Republican party. And Michael Bloomberg, the last public uh, uh, elected office he held, he was a Republican. And yesterday, um, Brad Pars- uh, Parscale, Trump's campaign manager, leaked a, uh, a clip of Mike Bloomberg that was taken at the Aspen Institute some years ago when he was asked about his, uh, his stop and frisk policy in New York City. 25% of your murders and murderers and murder victims fit one MO. You can just take the description Xerox it and pass it out to all the cops. If you aren't able to understand that, what he says is uh, as far as uh, murders, you can just uh, take a Xerox copy and print it out and hand it out to all the police officers for the uh, the suspect. Young black males. Uh, male minorities, 15 to 21. That's true in New York. It's true in virtually every city. And that's where the real crime is. You've got to get the guns out of the hands of the people that get killed. So you've got to be wondering, send the money to a lot of cops in the street, put those cops where the crime is, which means in the minority neighborhood. So it's one of the uninfected unintended consequences is people say, oh my God, you are arresting kids for marijuana that are all minorities. Yes, that's true. Why? Because we put all the cops in minority neighborhoods. Yes, that's true. Why do we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way she got the guns out of the kids' hands is uh, to throw them against the wall and frisk them. And then they start, they say, oh, I don't want that. I don't want to get caught. So they don't bring the gun. They still have it, but they leave it home. You stop the crime in the minority uh, neighborhoods by taking the Xerox copies of the suspects, and um, you throw everybody that fits that description up against the wall, and you frisk them. <laughs> so the Democrats now have uh, been exposed as having their their savior on deck, Michael Bloomberg. Uh, saying something that uh, will be used just to devastating effect in campaign commercials that will destroy his ability to uh, mobilize the number most important constituency in the Democrat Party, and that is black voters. Black voters who are already moving over to Trump because of his excellent record on economic success for the black uh, voters. And Bloomberg is uh, now on tape saying you can just Xerox a description of the suspects and hand them out to all the cops, and you can just take everybody that fits that description, young black males, throw them up against the wall and frisk them. <laughs> oh, man, it must, be, uh, it must be miserable to be a Democrat. Bloomberg, of course, uh, when he decided to vote, or decided to run for the Democrat nomination, knew that this was going to be a problem, and so he trotted out there at his first opportunity in a black church and uh, and groveled. Over time, I've come to understand something that I long struggled to admit to myself. I got something important wrong. I got something important really wrong. 
I didn't understand that back then, the full impact that stocks were having on the black and Latino communities. I was totally focused on saving lives, but as we know, good intentions aren't good enough. I now see that we could and should have acted sooner and acted faster to cut the stops. I wish we had. I'm sorry that we didn't. But I can't change history. However, today, I want you to re- know that I realized back then I was wrong. Please. please and I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. You know, the, the really uh, crazy thing about this is the, the stop and frisk policies was implemented by Rudy Giuliani when crime was in New York City was just through the roof. And uh, the law-abiding citizens in the black communities were demanding that they get more police protection so that they could send their children out to play, so that they could go to school and, and, and go to work and go about their daily activities without being preyed upon by this criminal class. And so Rudy Giuliani implemented the stop-and-frisk policy. It was wildly successful. It drove down the murder rate. But in today's Democrat Party, uh, you can't actually put uh, more policing in the areas of high crime. They call that over-policing. And, uh, and now they've got a candidate that uh, is their next on deck to stop the Marxist Bernie train that uh, is not going to be able to, to get the black votes. I, I, I don't think we can lose in this situation. I don't think the Trump campaign can lose. If they nominate Bernie, that's a loser. If they nominate Biden, that's a loser. If they nominate Minnie Mike, it's a, it's a loser. Hey, I want to take a minute and try to uh, tell you about this new product that we're offering to the listeners, a banana bag oral solution. It is a uh, an all-natural, non-GMO, gluten-free supplement to fight dehydration. It contains high doses of vitamin B and vitamin C and electrolytes. If you're suffering from a medical condition, such as um, bariatric disease, or you uh, you work hard or exercise hard and get dehydrated through overexertion, if, or just if you're feeling low on energy, this is a fantastic product. To, actually, you can take it every day is ideal. But you can keep it in the medicine chest just in case you come down with a flu or, or a stomach virus. And in this uh, time for, of uh, coronavirus, it would be great to have on hand. The number one thing that gets flu victims is dehydration. That, that's what ends them up in the hospital. And the hospital is not a place you want to go. If you're one of these people that uh, like to go out on the weekends and, uh, and cut loose, this is a great product to prevent or to cure hangovers. Shipping is free and will go out on the same day you order. If you place your order before 3 o'clock, you get five packs of this banana bag oral solution for just $15.50. Response has been great. We're going to have to make another order, get it in here to, uh, to meet, up, meet demand. So get yours today by going to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get your banana bag oral solution. So the uh, 
the mouthpieces for the Democrat establishment over there at CNN and MSNBC are are just in a panic because these mouth uh, these these talking heads on these cable news networks uh, take their orders from corporate and corporate while they want to mouth all of these uh, you know far left Democrat platitudes they're scared to death that Bernie Sanders is going to uh, jack up their tax rates and eventually put them out of business. And that's having the effect of uh, just the same way that they attacked Donald Trump uh, ceaselessly in 2016 of having a, a, a boomerang. It's coming back and people are actually voting for Bernie because his treatment has been so uh, so negative on the uh, the left-wing news channels where these left-wing voters go to get their information. Here's, a, here's an MSNBC talking head interviewing a man on the street there in New Hampshire, actually a lady on the street. I voted. Who did you vote for? I voted for Bernie, um, although there are a number of candidates that I really like, and so I felt like I, I, when I finished voting, I was still undecided, um, including Elizabeth, including Michael Bennett, for that matter. Now, that's sort of a paradox, to, to decide and then feel undecided. <laughs> so you're a complex person. Right. Uh, well, <laughs> yes, but I want to say the reason I went for Bernie is um, because of MSNBC. And very... Go on. <laughs> it is completely cynical to say that he's lost 50% of his vote um, from the last time when there were two candidates. Now there are multiple wonderful candidates who would be great presidents and people that we could, I think, that we can unify and get behind. But the the, the kind of the stop Bernie cynicism, cynicism that I heard from a number of people, I watch MSNBC, MSNBC constantly, so I heard that from a number of commentators, and so that just, it made me angry enough, I said, Okay, Bernie's got my vote. Well, MSNBC and CNN are both out there working overtime to uh, torpedo Bernie's campaign. <clears throat> and uh, it's it, just like it worked with Trump. It's having the exact opposite effect. Very few people have a lower approval rating than the media, maybe uh, the congressional Democrats, but very few people. And these left-wing voters go over there to get their information, and they see this uh, this attack on Bernie. It makes them more determined. And uh, and they're saying things on CNN and MSNBC like uh, Bernie Sanders is uh, 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 an authoritarian and a Nazi, which <laughs> is true. But they've squandered their credibility so bad that uh, you know. They're they're not the ones that can carry the message. And what's really ironic about this is uh, they can't use these Project Veritas undercover videos that James O'Keefe captured of Bernie Bros in the uh, in the campaign, saying that uh, you know yes, Bernie Sanders is going to uh, to do one of these. Uh, um, Marxist revolution, similar to what we saw in the Soviet Union and China and Cuba, where he's going to seize power. He's going to sideline the legislative branch. He's going to run the country with his cabinet, and he's going to implement this far, these far-left policies. And anybody that opposes will be put up against a wall and shot. 
And if Bernie uh, gets denied the Democrat nomination in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, they're going to burn the city down. They can't use those uh, those videos that show the true nature of Bernie Sanders' followers because, uh, you know, they, they have spent the last several years uh, uh, trying to discredit James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. And by the way, Twitter has now suspended James O'Keefe and Project Veritas. They've taken them off of uh, Twitter. It's probably taken off of Facebook, too. I don't know that for a fact. Because these uh, these videos that he's, he's taken are so explosive and so damning of the true nature of this Marxist revolution that Bernie Sanders is uh, trying to implement. So mini Mike Bloomberg, he wasn't in yesterday's primary. He actually got quite a few votes, but he has decided to open a, a campaign office in New Hampshire and keep it open all the way through November. And the reason he's doing that is to try to deny Trump those four electoral votes. Trump lost New Hampshire last election by about 3,000 votes, and he is almost certainly on pace to win it this November. So Michael Bloomberg is opening up his checkbook, and this guy's got untold billions of dollars to throw at this uh, this campaign, and he's going to try to shut Donald Trump out. Last night, uh, Andrew Yang and Michael Bennett both dropped out of the race. Although Andrew Yang actually did pretty well. I think he finished sixth. Let's see. Um, actually, Tom Steyer and Tulsi Gabbard finished ahead of Andrew Yang. That's, uh, that's pretty surprising. But we've got a situation shaping up in the Democrat Party where the true nature of Democrats is coming out in society and in families and every, everywhere you look. We've got two types of people. We've got makers and takers. And the Republican Party is home for the makers, people who want an opportunity to excel and advance. And the Democrat Party has become the, or has been the home, but uh, it's really reached a fevered pitch now of the takers. Biden has uh, run over to South Carolina. He's hoping that uh, the large black population that votes in the Democrat primaries will, will save him. The actual next contest is going to be a caucus in Nevada where um, I think that'll be the first event where uh, Bloomberg is actually on the ballot and he's pouring money in there. Then it'll come uh, South Carolina and then the big kahuna, Super Tuesday. And that's where Minnie Mike is going to try to deliver a knockout punch to old Joe Biden. And really, there's every reason to believe he will, although Biden is counting on uh, huge numbers in uh, South Carolina. His support in the black community is actually eroding. He's uh, 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 Mike Bloomberg is now at 22 percent. I think some of the other uh, candidates are uh, um, getting a second look from black voters in South Carolina as well. Amy Klobuchar, that finished third yesterday in New Hampshire, is uh, is starting to get a look as a possible 
alternative to Joe Biden. So I guess what you have in the Democrat Party is a hot mess. And uh, while all of this is going on, Donald Trump is uh, presiding over a roaring economy. Many people argue that it's the best in U.S. history. Record low unemployment, finally rising wages after decades of, of stagnant wages. Lowest black unemployment in history, lowest black youth unemployment in history. There's every reason for black people to, uh, to abandon the Democrat Party and, and vote for Trump. We got to run out to a break. You're going to hear two messages, and then we'll be right back, right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo 50 Radio Network. As you make plans this season, consider convenient COVID 19 testing from Quest. Get the same test hospitals use without a doctor visit. Simply order online, select from drive through or at home options, and get the results sent securely to your phone or computer. It's a great fit for your busy life. With over 20 million COVID-19 tests processed, you can count on Quest. So order your test today at questcovid19.com. That's questcovid19.com. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an America first perspective. So, you know, the d- dirty little secret in the Democrats is the way they win is not by delivering for their voters. It's by keeping their voters in a, uh, a, a, a sense of victimhood, cultivating that victimhood, keeping them down economically. Donald Trump's just blown all through that. But now we've got Bernie Sanders, who's arisen as the, the left-wing demagogue. He's not even a Democrat, but he's taken over the Democrat Party. And like all left-wing Marxist demagogues throughout history, he's engaging in just blatant class warfare. Used to talk uh, like about millionaires and billionaires like a dog. Now that he's a millionaire himself, he, he only talks about billionaires. I guess he's not close to stealing enough money from his campaign yet to become a billionaire. I guess I, I guarantee you if he's elected, he'll, he'll head down the same path of uh, Marxist despots in history and, and become a billionaire. But here's an example of old Bernie Sanders engaging and cultivating this class warfare. I was on a TV show this morning and somebody said, the moderator said, well, do you really think that it matters where the campaign contributions come from? And the answer is, obviously, it does. And if you think that people are going to get money from CEOs of drug companies and going to tackle the greed and corruption of the pharmaceutical industry, you're mistaken. If you think people are going to get money from financiers in the fossil fuel industry 
and they're going to be prepared to take them on and transform our energy system away from fossil fuel to energy efficiency and sustainable energy, you'd be wrong. So it does matter where money comes from. So I'm paying uh, down here in Florida uh, just a little over $2 a gallon for gasoline because Donald Trump took the reins off of the energy sector. They're making money, no doubt. They're employing thousands and tens of hundreds of thousands of people in the energy sector. Good paying jobs, some of the highest jobs in our economy. And you've got Bernie Sanders out there attacking them. Now, there have been a lot of excesses and um, and outrages in our capitalist uh, system of government. But uh, you've got to rein those in. The, the answer to that is not to come in and wreck the goose that laid the golden egg. The, the answer to that is to keep uh, economic incentives that uh, require that uh, allow people to engage in free enterprise and and benefit from that, and at the same time protect workers by um, by limiting the available supply of labor by dialing back on these open border policies and and uh, bringing jobs back, and then the natural result of those market forces will be increasing wages. That's exactly what Donald Trump has done. But the Democrats are all in for Bernie. And uh, as far as Biden, the savior of the Democrat party, he uh, he's run to South Carolina, hoping that the blacks will save him. Here he is uh, just almost immediately after he stepped off the plane, after abandoning his campaign in New Hampshire. Look, we're moving in an especially important phase. Because up till now, we haven't heard from the most committed constituency of the Democratic Party, the African-American community. And the, fast, and the fastest growing segment of society, the Latino community. I want you all to think of a number. 99.9%. That's the percentage of African-American voters who have not yet had a chance to vote in America. One more number. That's the percent of Latino voters having had a chance to vote. (laughs) So when you hear all these pundits and experts, uh, cable TV talkers talk about the race, uh, tell them, it ain't over, man. We're just getting started. So the Democrats, uh, their establishment is relying almost entirely on black voters to push them over the top and deliver uh, their candidate, Joe Biden, and um, uh, um, their their next savior on deck, Michael Bloomberg, is going hard at uh, black voters, too. It looks like they're going to split that vote because most black people can can watch Joe Biden and tell that uh, putting him on a debate stage with Donald Trump would be a disaster. Biden appeared on MSNBC, and they, they asked him, um, you know, if we nominate Bernie Sanders, isn't that going to be a disaster? We're going to see, though. This is a marathon, man. I, I, I don't think anybody's predicted much of anything uh, about who's going to win uh, nominations in the recent past. Uh, very accurately. You know, James Carville and other Democrats recently have put a finer point on it, saying we cannot nominate Bernie Sanders or we'll lose. Mm-hmm. So this is, people are not going to vote for socialism, he says. Do you agree with that, that if Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Democrats will lose? I refuse to suggest any Democrat can lose. I think, uh, you know, we could run Mickey Mouse against this president and have a shot. Wow. You know, you wonder if they really believe that. I don't think they do. I think they know that uh, they're headed for defeat. 
if something doesn't change, if they nominate Bernie Sanders, it most, most certainly will be a defeat because most people in this country are makers and not takers. They got old uh, uh, Pete. I was, I was calling him booty juice. And a lot of the listeners uh, took offense to that term, I guess, because it's, uh, you know, kind of gross. So what would you call him? Booty judge? He uh, he is a, a representative of McKinsey. He is um, a McKinsey consultant who has been, um, you know, put into this race to try to protect corporate interests. If you don't know who McKinsey is, they're very similar to Bain Capital, where Mitt Romney made his fortune. They're the people that uh, corporations bring in to downsize and increase production or productivity. Uh, they're the ones that hold these um, these sessions in the conference room where you're marched in and, and told that you're going to lose your job and everybody else is going to uh, uh, have to do the same amount of work with fewer amount of people. They call themselves turnaround specialists. They are nothing of the sort. They're there to uh, to chisel the workforce out of their benefits and their wages uh, so that the the shareholders can uh, you know reign supreme. Booty Judge was um, on uh, on TV yesterday, and they were asking him, "Well, if you can't win the minorities, and I think we all know why." the socially conservative black voters, mostly who skew older, are not going to vote for Booty Judge. And they ask him about, uh, what's your plan? You've been talking about improving your numbers with the, the black electorate, but it's so far, you hasn't paid any dividends. What, can you show or demonstrate any progress in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, a big part of what's happening right now is that uh, voters of color who are laser focused on defeating this president more than anything else want to know that you can actually win. Uh, the process of proving that uh, has only really been underway for the last few days after a year of campaigning, uh, proposing, talking. And that, I believe, is getting us the look that we now need as we will travel directly to states like Nevada, South Carolina. Carolina and the Super Tuesday states that uh, have a lot of racial diversity and where we can make that case eye to eye. Our last poll, our last NBC News national poll showed actually your support with African-Americans dropping. So whereas it was at 3 percent a while back, now it's at 0 percent. Yeah, and some polls show the reverse. I'm not going to get caught up in polls. I know and you don't love polls, but let me give you one other because there's a new Quinnipiac poll out today that shows actually Michael Bloomberg mm-hmm. getting 22 percent of the African-American vote. And he's relatively new on the scene and you got four percent so to your argument that that black voters want to see someone who's a winner how come it's not showing up for you yet this effort well i don't have uh, billions of dollars to put on <laughs> the airways he doesn't have billions of dollars and uh he he is not going to get a lot of african-american voters when he was getting three percent that was because uh black voters didn't know about booty judges um plan to bring a first husband into the White House with him, and now that they've learned that, his his uh, polling among blacks is at zero percent. So you know maybe this is the Mickey Mouse that Joe Biden spoke of that they could run and beat Donald Trump. I kind of doubt it. Laura Trump, I think, who is just an absolutely fantastic spokesperson. Eric Trump married very well. 
Uh, she was on Fox News sort of trying to summarize what's going on in the Democrat Party. Uh, it, it just seems like it's a mess. And I think most people, they saw what happened in Iowa. They saw that they couldn't even get the votes tallied. It took days to get the results back. You know, the, the party as a whole seems to be in a bit of a mess because you had the radicals taking over the party. You saw that that AOC and her group of the, the party are the ones that, that really pushed Nancy Pelosi ultimately to try and impeach Donald Trump. Don't worry. He was acquitted and he's going to be reelected. So I think it's going to work out just fine for him. But but I think the Democrats are probably very, very worried about the base of their party and their future going forward. I sure would be. Donald Trump is the first, the truth be known, Donald Trump is the first president in my lifetime of either party that's actually delivered the goods for black voters and Latino voters and Asian voters and women voters and white voters and every other voters. All you have to be willing to do is take part in the prosperity that Trump has created and I think it's going to be impossible to beat Donald Trump. For his part, the president yesterday, while the Democrats were in New Hampshire melting down, was signing a bill into law uh, benefiting uh, veterans. Uh, my first year in office, I signed legislation to encourage employers to hire American veterans who have risked their lives protecting us. The unemployment rate among veterans has reached a record low. Veteran homelessness has fallen by more than 5%. And totally and permanently disabled veterans have uh, their federal student loan debt. And you know, so that we discharge their loan debt. Uh, these are veterans that are uh, very, very seriously disabled. And they go to war, they have loan debt before they go, and then they have a horrible thing happen to them. And, and then you'd have people coming after them for the money. And I'll tell you what, that was a discharge of loan debt. And, and I haven't heard one person say anything negative about it. And they leave. I mean, in almost all cases, they leave and they're healthy. They go to war. They come back and they have problems. But they had gone to college or they had gone to school. And uh, we discharged that debt. And it's been a very great thing to do. So once again, while the Democrats squabble and try to figure out uh, ways to give away or to win votes by giving away more free stuff, you've got Donald Trump actually conducting the business of the nation and, uh, and moving the ball down the field. You know, it's sad uh, kind of when you watch these press conferences because they never focus on the actual topic at hand. They always uh, try to play gotcha with the president. And yesterday was, you know, no exception to that. Of course, you know uh, by now that the Department of Justice had recommended a seven to nine year prison term for Roger Stone. And um, actually, it wasn't the Department of Justice. It was four of these Mueller special prosecutors that went in there. And the Department of Justice, when they heard about this, they, uh, they reversed that decision and lowered uh, the, the sentencing recommendation. They released a press conference, uh, a, a press release saying the department finds seven to nine years excessive and grossly disproportionate. It said the DOJ is changing its sentencing recommendation for Roger Stone. The department finds seven to nine years grossly excessive. The department said it was shocked at the excessive prison term being sought by Mueller's prosecutors and that that was not what the Mueller's uh, prosecutors had briefed the DOJ on. 
either Mueller's thugs lied to the DOJ or they sought more prison time for Roger Stone uh, just to, you know, continue to pursue this vendetta they have against Trump. I think what happened here is Mueller's prosecutors lied to the DOJ. Everyone that has been caught up in this Mueller witch hunt ought to be ought to have their sentences uh, commuted and they should uh, receive full presidential pardons. But they asked Trump about this at this uh, this uh, signing ceremony where Trump was uh, forgiving student debt for disabled veterans. And here was Trump's response. You seem from your tweet today that you were upset about the Roger Stone sentencing. Did yeah, you? Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. Did that, you ask the Justice that, Department no, to change that? The just, I'd be able to do it if I wanted. I have the absolute right to do it. Uh, I stay out of things uh, to a degree that people wouldn't believe. But I didn't speak to him. I thought the recommendation was ridiculous. I thought the whole prosecution was ridiculous. And I look at others that haven't been prosecuted, or I don't know where it is now. But when you see that, I thought it was an insult to our country, and it shouldn't happen. And uh, we'll see what what goes on there. But uh, that was a uh, that was a horrible aberration. Uh, these are the I guess the the same Mueller people that put everybody through hell, and. Uh, I think it's a disgrace. No, I have not been involved with it at all. Would you consider commuting or... I don't want to talk about that now. I think it was a disgraceful recommendation. They ought to be ashamed of themselves. What they've done to General Flynn, what they've done to others, and then the really guilty ones, people that have committed major crimes are getting away with it. Uh, I think it's a disgrace. See what happens. So these four special Mueller prosecutors that uh, that tried to pull a fast one and, and put the 67-year-old Roger Stone in jail for the rest of his life, um, they all resigned at a protest that that uh, the Department of Justice had reversed their sentencing guidelines. They made a big show of it, and of course, the mainstream media is out there saying this is a miscarriage of justice. The average sentence for a rapist is less than what they asked for Roger Stone. The average sentence for a bank robber is less than what they asked for Roger Stone. But the media is forwarding the line that uh, Donald Trump, by by making the statements that it was an outs- outrageous sentencing recommendation, is somehow interfering in the judicial process. These are the same ones that said, oh, you can't say anything bad about Vindman or Sondland, but you can send Roger Stone to jail. You can send SWAT teams to his house in the wee hours of the morning Someone who has never had uh, a, 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 a any conviction or or charge. Hey, I want to remind you: uh, go online uh, to AmericaFirstRadio.shop and get yourself one of these banana bag oral solution five packs for fifteen dollars and fifty cents. You can get these uh, these oral solutions that treat dehydration from overexertion or illness, or if you're feeling low on energy, they have a whole battery of B-complex vitamins and C-complex vitamins. Great for treating medical conditions that leave you dehydrated. Great for before or after a workout or extreme uh, exertion on the job. It's great for firefighters. And it'll also treat, uh, prevent or treat hangovers. Go to AmericaFirstRadio.shop. 
That's AmericaFirstRadio.shop and order your your uh, banana bag oral solution today. There was other good news yesterday. Um, Attorney General Barr announced that the Department of Justice is going to file multiple lawsuits against state and local governments for these sanctuary city laws that protect criminal illegal aliens at the expense of the law-abiding citizens in these cities and states that have enacted these laws. The department is filing a complaint against the state of New Jersey seeking declaratory and injunctive relief against its laws that forbid state and local law enforcement from sharing vital information about criminal illegal aliens, Barr said. A separate lawsuit was uh, heading forward in King County, Washington, that's Seattle, that forbids the uh, DHS from deporting illegal aliens from the United States using King County International Airport. Barr said, further, we are reviewing the practices, policies, and laws of other jurisdictions across the country. This includes assessing whether jurisdictions are complying with our criminal laws, particularly the criminal statutes that prohibits the harboring and shielding of illegal aliens in the United States. So um, Jeff Sessions, when he was attorney general, started the ball down the field. He was a, immediately uh, had one of these nationwide injunctions filed against him in the Ninth Circuit Court in San Francisco. There was another uh, good bit of news yesterday. Um, uh, the president reversed a decision to promote uh, one of these Mueller attorneys uh, to a high-ranking position at the Treasury Department. In other legal news, uh, the Harvey Weinstein uh, trial, the prosecution rested yesterday, and the prosecution, uh, the defense announced that they would not be putting Harvey Weinstein on trial. Here is a clip about what went on in that Manhattan courtroom. A key witness in the trial of movie mogul Harvey Weinstein faced a third day of questioning from his lawyers on Tuesday. Actress Jessica Mann faced grilling over why she kept in contact with Weinstein after he allegedly raped her in a Manhattan hotel room in 2013. Mann told the court she had, quote, mixed feelings about continued contact with Weinstein. Defense attorneys have used some of Mann's old messages to Weinstein as evidence in arguing that their sexual interactions were consensual. Her testimony on Monday was cut short after she began sobbing uncontrollably while reading an email that called Weinstein a, quote, pseudo-father who validated her. On Tuesday, Mann acknowledged her, quote, complicated and different relationship with him, but stated that it does not change the fact that he raped me. She also said she sent Weinstein flattering messages to avoid making him angry and show that she was, quote, not a threat. This is the typical Hollywood casting couch that has gone on ever since Hollywood has been, uh, you know, the movie capital. Harvey Weinstein coerced these women into engaging. I don't know if you would call it sex because apparently Harvey Weinstein is uh, sexually dysfunctional. It's probably the source of a lot of his perversion. But this, uh, this trial yesterday, uh, I guess it's been going on for three months now. No, I'm sorry, just about a month, um, exposed the casting couch. The problem is every, all of the three women that are uh, bringing these charges not only carried on 
uh, a relationship with Weinstein after the supposed rape. But they, in fact, uh, had sex with him after the uh, these incidences. Here is uh, uh, the part where uh, Harvey Weinstein's sexual uh, dysfunction comes to light. Jurors were also shown naked photographs of Weinstein over his lawyer's objections. Mann testified last week when she first saw Weinstein, he appeared, quote, deformed or intersex. His lawyers said in an email that the photos were shown for no other reason than to shame Mr. Weinstein. So uh, Harvey Weinstein apparently doesn't uh, function uh, as a male. And um, as I said, that's probably the source of a lot of his uh, dysfunction. Here is uh, an audio. Uh, They wired up one of these victims uh, who was not a defendant in yesterday's. um, No, I guess she was a defendant. I'm sorry, I not defendant, uh, uh, one of the um, people bringing charges against Weinstein when Weinstein was trying to coerce her into, uh, into one of these uh, weird sexual um, psychoses that Weinstein engaged in. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. Water. Don't drink. Can I stay on the bar? No, you must come here now. No. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I'm very embarrassing. I'm sorry. I cannot. No, yesterday was kind of aggressive for me. I need to know a person to be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't Everything, please. I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me. But I, I promise. Don't want to. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, I ask I can't. you. Go to the bathroom. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not embarrassing you. It's just that I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me. Please, I'm not going to do anything. If you don't watch my disgusting self take a shower and and um, pleasure myself, then you will never hear from me again, and your career in Hollywood will be ruined. This is the guy that was the sweetheart, the um, the main man in Hollywood, who just spent their Oscar shows condemning the rest of us on other legal news yesterday, a, uh, a special prosecutor in Chicago has brought six new charges against juicy Smollett. And I'm not sure how that's going to play out because I thought that, uh, Kim Fox had, uh, gotten, had, had dismissed all the charges against juicy, uh, and actually, um, um, got him to, uh, pay uh, some sort of fine so there may be double jeopardy issues here but i want to play you this great clip from dave chappelle talking about the juicy smollett issue oh it was a crazy story apparently when he was walking down the street late at night two white men came out of the shadows uh with mag hats on beat him up Tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas, and and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. (laughs) This shit was like international news. And everybody was furious, especially in Hollywood. It's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page. Justice for Juicy and all this shit. (laughs) 
the whole country was up in arms. Just talking about it all the time on the news. And, and for some reason, uh, African Americans, we were like oddly quiet. <laughs> we were so quiet about this shit that the gay community started accusing the African American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. Oh. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? The fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? No white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigga from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. So before the stuff hits the fan, uh, Jim Dawes being accused of uh, airing the N-word, I want to I just quickly say that I don't use that word, but Dave Chappelle does, and, uh, and they put it out on the air on HBO. And so I'm not going to uh, censor uh, somebody uh, that is black using that word. Because that's widespread and just illustrates, um, you know, illustrates the point, I guess I would say. So it was also announced yesterday that uh, Universal is Universal Pictures is going to be releasing this movie that they made, The Hunt, that shows uh, elites in this country uh, hunting and killing deplorables. They had put it on pause uh, after the film uh was originally announced because it was so controversial but now in the run-up to the election they're going to try to stir the pot and energize their base by showing the enlightened people the coastal elites hunting trump supporters i actually am all for it because i think it uh i think it illustrates the fact that uh, these elites are not at all prepared to take on the maga uh, community that's the end of the show. I hope you come back here and join us again tomorrow right here on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile. I've been working at Santa's workshop for a long time and thought I'd seen it all. That was until I learned that when you add Xfinity Mobile to Xfinity Internet, you can save hundreds on your wireless bill. Go online or call 1-800-XFINITY today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Internet required for mobile.